It's mostly cleared up, the rash that started a month ago. <laughs> but I gotta tell you, the yeast is there. The yeast is there. there. <laughs> Marital problems continue to bedevil me. <laughs> Welcome to Season 1, Episode 3. Today I'm joined by Mark Smith. Hey. And Zach Hamburg. Guten Tag. Let's go ahead and get started. So how do you guys want to start this one? Um, We have the first topic, which is how tech brought us together for almost over a decade. And I'll open it up just by how I met you two. Yeah. My first impression, almost (laughs) over 10 years ago now. Uh Uh-huh. Um, I remember I was a feisty little fuck, <laughs> uh, and I I was at community college. Uh-huh. I had um, just went into um, basic was it basic programming? I can't mm-hmm. remember. Um, it was the video program. I can't remember what it was. Um, but you two were sitting there, um, Mr. Hamburg and. Mr. Burchett mm-hmm. on your MacBook Pros. Yeah. And the one thing that really startled me is that you didn't have your chargers with you. Oh. Um, I had I had had a Dell laptop and I always had to bring my chargers with me. <laughs> um, because after about three or four hours and I needed it. I was about down to 20%. And I, after a couple days, I always noticed you never brought it with you. Yeah. Never. Yeah. And so I eventually had to ask, I was like, do you guys charge those? <laughs> no, Never. they run off of nuclear. Fish. They run out, yes. Of course, I learned that a decade down the yep. road. <laughs> but I had no idea that they actually could last all day. And so more and more, I would see myself gravitating over to the whole unibody aluminum yeah. design. The eye life. The eye life. Join I was, us. That was, that was my first time I had met both of you. What do you guys think? What? How did? How did tech bring us together over the ten years? Yeah. What was your most significant moments? Well, uh, Zach was the one that brought me into the Mac. Yeah, mm-hmm. he I was the one that got curious. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little bit about it. Well, I was a man who was in need of building websites, and uh, mm-hmm. I didn't know a lick of HTML at the time. So I thought, well, this iWeb stuff sure looks good. <laughs> And for a reference, iWeb was like a WYSIWYG, which you could build, which you could see, kind mm-hmm. of web design thing. And you could like just put together just drag and drop shit yeah. into a thing. Yeah. Shapes, text, images. Yeah. And you could just put list. it on the web. That is no longer and this service was in high school, anymore. Yeah. yeah. iWeb ended in 2012? 12 sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Go ahead. Yes, I bought my first MacBook. It was the black plastic MacBook in 2008. It shipped to my door in May. <laughs> I started designing a website for a local church. That's what really brought about this whole deal. <laughs> and then I will say that preference that, that before that it was uh, in school, they had bought a cart of MacBooks and that had really changed my entire perspective of Apple and the ecosystem because you know, it had been a long time since you touched a Mac running modern Mac OS that right. made it so much more 
more cool. And that would have been back when was it Tiger? What was mm-hmm. the operating system? It was. And Line was my first Mac OS that I. So remember. you had yeah. started with that black MacBook. When mm-hmm. did not you... Lion? Hmm. No, it was Tiger. Leopard. Leopard. And then I thought Snow it was Leopard early. I, no, I thought it was early because I jumped in. With Snow Leopard, so I thought it would have been earlier than Leopard. Yeah, he started uh, with Tiger at school, would have been at school, yeah, but then the Leopard, Leopard would have been on his MacBook. MacBook. So when when that was did, my first one. When did yeah. Mr. Hamburg get you into it? Yeah. Uh, what when, was your first Apple device? Well, yeah, you got your MacBook Pro. eight, right? Yeah. It was, yeah, when they came uh, out with the MacBook the fall. Pro, the Unibody. It would have been the fall. Yep. Of 08. This is when you got your MacBook. Yeah, and Carl was, I'm sure, envious of me because that was. Yeah, he got the, the plastic one. MacBook, and then I got the MacBook Pro that had just come out with right. the unibody design that they copied yeah. from the MacBook Air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, was son glorious. of a bitch! Son of a bitch! And this was in the Vista era, so Windows was in decline and having yeah. many problems because we had been Windows guys until that point. But then we saw. Leopard and all of its really cool features. Yeah, and that's mm. what enticed us, and the hardware. See, I never, I didn't jump hardware. over until late. I want to say a couple of years later, because you jumped on to um, the Mac. Were you in the senior year when you were junior year of high school? It would have been yeah, or even senior year, senior year, senior year, year of year high school. Was okay. junior, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah, <clears throat> okay, uh, because I know that later on. In my senior year of high school is when they did the, um, the one to one program mm-hmm. at the at the schools and ah, I was such an idiot. <laughs> I helped my uh, my tech administrator set up a lot of the laptops yeah. in the school. Yeah. And, uh, after did you boot them? I did. Well, he did. he did. He did. I pressed on the option key. I pressed a lot of buttons. Yeah. I didn't know what they did. But um, here were just piles and piles of MacBooks, oh right? My God, freaking heaven, man. Yeah, okay. Well, hold on. Hold on to that thought. Because I'm, I'm going to throw a wrench in your feelings here oh, in a second. Oh. I was offered the MacBook so I could help with the teachers. I could help with the staff, the, yeah. the student body. Yeah. I declined it. What? I declined Dude. the... Hold on. Here, here 2008 mark... <laughs> 2008, 2009, mark out. I yes. had a Dell Inspiron. Uh, yep. I had Dell Inspiron. I didn't need that. <laughs> I didn't need that MacBook. Okay? It wasn't until college that this I started learning the way. These are hippy-dippy little... Nerd artsy. Nerd artsy wartsy. Okay? My Dell was great. <laughs> and I didn't learn until college when I met you guys yeah. that it was... Amazing and return barked. <laughs> really did. Do you guys we remember have that? cookies? <laughs> Do you remember seeing the transition? Yep. yep. Uh, the one thing I was always jealous of. Yes. Seeing you guys with your MacBooks, you mm-hmm. both had 15-inch displays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie, it was a financial aspect that mm-hmm. I bought the 13-inch. I do stick by it though. Mm-hmm. Ever since buying the 13 inch, I can see why. Always had it. It's, it's why. so compact, yeah. really nice. I did buy a refurbished. Nothing wrong. Right. Nope. There's nope. nothing wrong nope. with it. No. I think was it two years ago? I finally sold off my original that I had bought and called and still yeah. works. Yep. It's perfect. Great. I just <laughs> yeah. put an SSD in it to help mm-hmm. speed it up a little bit. Yep. But it's great. She purrs like a kitten. She really did, yeah. man. I took out the optical drive because you know. Everyone that. on this podcast, we should know that we are 
huge haters of optical media. It's shit. Across the board. It's just terrible. Don't use it. Don't use it. Don't use it. We hate it. It's terrible. We skipped the whole thing. We do. That (laughs) was a media we didn't get along with. Um, But that was one thing I was always jealous of. You had 15-inch... And now, obviously, Mr. Hamburg is going to buy the 16-inch MacBook, am I right? Actually, he has it. He has it. I have it right here. <laughs> Did you doubt that he would have it? It was the keyboard, man. And I'm man. sorry. There. Let me just wind back there. Go ahead and edit this and post. <laughs> Mr. Hamburg is obviously going to buy the Mac Pro. Go well, ahead. He's had one. They thinking about design. it. <sighs> I did have the trash can. I want everyone on the podcast to know that while you're listening to this, Zach is pulling up the website. He is hitting purchase. <laughs> A strongly baby. <laughs> okay. You know, a little interesting history. Back in high school, Zach was starting to convert me to the Mac, and we were in speech class together. Yeah. And I actually took the opposite opinion of why PC was the Played the devil's to go. advocate. And yes, Zach played why you should get a Mac. Yeah. <laughs> your persuasive like Give me just a snippet of your devil's advocate speech for PCs back in 2000. The biggest thing, compatibility. That's what all the PC people will always go on about. Could you they will drone on and on about compatibility. We need to keep DOS and everything oh, else. Oh, man. Way 10 years worth of technology bloating down your system. Man. Just run, dis- just run just defragmentation on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. The I love doing that and scheduling it. <laughs> Not to mention your antivirus yeah, updates. Keeping that up to date and slowing you down might my get system. get a virus. <laughs> What's a virus? I don't know. <laughs> uh, so could you, could you still make that argument today? No. I think so. <laughs> Whoa! I just want everyone on a podcast to know that we have switched sides here. No, First, the no. advocate for Let's PC say. was Bailey Burchett. Now it's Zach Hamburg. Yes, yes. Defend the PC. Go Def- ahead. I don't really have anything nice to say about it. <laughs> it's not that great. You should all go to the Apple Store right now. Burn whatever shit you're using now and get a Mac. <laughs> Or an iPad, because the iPad is rapidly becoming an amazing machine. And I think that might be something that we'll talk about next week. Mm -hmm. Just the kind of evolution of the iPad. From the first one to the newest. We'll get into next week. That'll give us something to do next week. Um, True. Now, so we've talked about kind of the college, the high school aspect, the college aspect of how tech kind of brought us together. Um, we, We did, for quite some time, go into business together yeah. at Exxon Technologies. Right. Um, how did technology bring us together as a business? Yeah. Zach and I started that in what, 2008? Yeah, we were, uh, we were entrepreneurs from a very <laughs> early stage in life. We uh, decided to start our own uh, business, you know. We saw a need for it in our small little town where they're pretty much all not that proficient in technology, more Luddite-ish, and they were yeah. slow to the adoption of technology. Yep. And big you, on the PC side and not the Mac. Would yeah. you say that it has gotten better over the last 10 years? I would believe so. A little bit. MPA in Bloomfield is a pretty good company, and they are pretty open to the Mac side as well as Windows. Yeah, so. you know. But in Van Buren County, we were still like... <laughs> 
the most progressive, most up-to-date yeah. little technology company. Because you'll find like a lady that was working in that town as a computer person struggled for hours to add a printer to a Mac. Can you believe this? This is crazy. This is definitely not plug and play. Yes. And rather than trying to troubleshoot an issue, like clearing up malware and stuff, she just, I'm going to back it up and wipe it. Yeah. yeah. That was the solution to everything. Just wipe the shit out of it. Yep. Just nuke it. Yep. Which sometimes is the solution, but most of the time you can clean it up without doing it and without clearing out all of their programs, their settings they've set over years and years and gotten used to. We would make the effort to try and clean it up without backing up and yep. wiping. Yep. Yeah. Now, I, I would say that um, in the spirit of how tech brought us together in the business, the biggest thing for me was the iPhone. Yep, um, I agree. <laughs> I did not lust after Apple until the iPhone. iPhone. I, I the Mac was nice, but yeah. the iPhone. The iPhone changed. That's everything. what caught my attention. Yes, it caught business. my attention. Yeah, and that's what Apple opened up to the world at that point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, now it's a lot different back then as it was today. Because today, if you want an iPhone. You don't have to limit yourself and carry. You don't have to go to Verizon. Yeah. Life <laughs> was much more difficult in those times. Yeah. Yeah. You had one option with the iPhone, and that was... AT&T. Yeah. That's right. The, the Death, Death Star. Star. Now, and I don't want to talk about really the history of the iPhone through the ages, because we kind of talked about yeah, that before. Um, <laughs> but this time, I really kind of want to talk about how it kind of brought us together um, through... Not only the software, but the hardware. Mm-hmm. Um, like, say, for instance, um, Billings Pro. That was a... Do you remember? Yes, Funny story. Yes. I was looking at that the other day, Were you? Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was one that we used quite a bit, and it had really good integration, if I remember yep. correctly. Yep, on the Apple the, side. Uh, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was made from the ground up to be a Mac app. Yeah. 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 And now... Let me touch on that a little bit because today when someone says that it's made from the ground up to be a Mac product, that's mm-hmm. nothing new or exciting. A lot of apps now, Final right. Cut Pro, what have you, are yeah. made from the ground up to be Apple apps. Yeah. But this one, that wasn't the norm. Mm-hmm. Every app, every program that you had was pro- predominantly Windows-based. And every ported. once in a while, you mm-hmm. get a port over to the Mac. Yeah. yeah. This was different. This is the first time, not maybe the first time, but the one of the times that we could pick out of our history where it brought us together as Apple people mm-hmm. and it kind of helped our business mm-hmm. quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Just like iWeb, Billings Pro mm-hmm. was the way that we did yeah, our That's how we got time. our start in yep. the web development. Because <laughs> we were yeah. big shot iWeb engineers. <laughs> <laughs> Where if you could imagine it, you could create it. Yeah, exactly. Now, I created a lot of bloat with a lot of generated <laughs> div code, tags. You know, div tags. Yeah. <laughs> but if you could imagine how you wanted it to look, you could create it. Exactly. Yeah. It was just like creating a friggin' Word doc. You could just... Uh, pull up a blank yep. page, put whatever you want on it, and publish to the web. Yep. It was that simple. It was, sweet. it was a nice start. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what really drew me to the Mac. 
And then I saw the amazing other benefits of moving yep. other parts of the business to the back and then using it as a the kind of platform. <laughs> yes, the platform. Yeah. The iLife was the platform. <laughs> yeah. No, so, it, 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 it's salvation a, can only be found in it the sounds, It sounds egregious to, to talk about just a billing platform that was made mm-hmm. for at the Apple ecosystem. Yeah, but they cared about the interface and how it right, actually worked. Right, but what I'm saying is that it was so egregious back then but now if you think about just like say getting paid in the Apple ecosystem yeah. you could within 30 seconds name about 5 or 6 different ways whether it's the cash app whether it's mm-hmm. Venmo whether mm-hmm. it's PayPal it's all yeah. in the Apple ecosystem but back then it was a lot different yep. you had <laughs> maybe one way where you could do it all within the Apple ecosystem like PayPal and I thought that one the cash billings app brought us really close together mm-hmm. inside the business yep. which yeah. is really cool yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the iPhone definitely did transform the way that we see all of modern life. So, yeah. 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 yeah, seriously. You know, one thing that's also gotten really different on the same subject is yeah. how it's gone from the last decade, media. Um, yeah. Now, on those old MacBooks mm-hmm. that we were talking about earlier that was on the Leopard, yeah, no leopard. Leopard. No leopard, yeah. <laughs> um, do you guys remember Front Row? Oh, yeah. I do. Yeah. 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 Um, iTunes movies never really now, <laughs> this uh, Front Row was a program that was built uh, right in to MacBooks. And now right. a lot of uh, our listeners will have Apple TVs. And mm-hmm. you see those little remotes that come with them. Well, that's got its start from Front Row. Exactly. And you can actually um, use that remote with your MacBook to do yes. presentations and to use the, with media it in It basically front row. turned your laptop into a modern-day Apple TV. Day yep, Apple yep. TV. <laughs> now, Front Row was a program that uh, housed all your media, whether it was home videos, it would store your movies, your music videos, mm-hmm. your music, mm-hmm. um, podcasts, mm-hmm. and radio, mm-hmm. I yep. think. Uh-huh. Yeah. I believe it did play radio. Yep, yep. they had, why, uh, they had them stations that were just ported into the internet. Yeah, <laughs> time. yeah, exactly. Radio was a function of yep. the iTunes Store. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, now that you mentioned it. But why that's so different from today is that it was more focused on what you actually owned, as opposed to streaming services like Netflix yeah. and Hulu and Amazon Prime, etc. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but how that's changed from today? Could I couldn't imagine a feature like. Um, uh, like front row working on anything that we had today. I mean, even iTunes, if you think about it, is really boiled down. It has. Yeah. I don't know if you could like consider like the TV app of today to be a kind of front row. Yeah, it's Maybe. an evolution. But the actual first Apple TV was just front row. Mm-hmm. It yeah. pulled content from your Mac. You didn't right. stream it other than no. YouTube directly <laughs> from there. That was the big thing that Steve Jobs yeah. showed off with Walt Mossberg. You guys remember that Flickr? All D. Yeah. Flickr. Flickr, yep, was an Flickr. integration into the first Apple TV. <laughs> sure enough, it was front row, but with a box and it plugged into your TV, but all the content other than YouTube, Flickr, was pulled from your Mac. You yeah. downloaded things from iTunes right. and stored them mm-hmm. on your PC mm-hmm. and then streamed those to your Apple TV. Exactly. Not directly yeah. on the internet because internet connections were slow enough back then. <laughs> Dial up. Yeah, that you couldn't do a lot of streaming. <laughs> and YouTube videos of quality were so small that you could kind of stream those. Yeah. But your big movies, your podcasts and stuff, music yeah. came from your local network on a PC or a Mac. 
Yeah, speaking of which, you remember the time where Apple did the Pepsi caps? Yep, you, yes. Like you could redeem a free song for iTunes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. That actually did expand quite a bit because it even went as far as Starbucks later on down the road. Yep, have you could get your song of the yep. day. Sometimes yeah. you'd even get a free Yep, movie. that's what continued after the bottle caps. Yeah, yeah. The bottle exactly. caps were pre the Starbucks. Time. And I but remember your iPod shuffle being yep. impatient enough to get an iPod. My very first yeah. iPod was the gumstick shuffle. Yeah. Yeah. 512 Meg. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> See, they had a larger side. I think they went to a gig. It, it was quite a bit more extensive. See, I don't but remember. the entry level was 512. And that's oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't have a good story like that. My first MP3 player, and I say MP3 player. Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah, you didn't have one. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Zach's family had some MP3 players. The Rio, remember I that? I remember that was, was my first iPod. second one was the Rio. No. Is that See, little I remember the, the Jam one. P3. Yeah. Do you, guys, you guys probably didn't even remember this one, but it was, uh, oh God, I think it had like 56 megabytes or something like that. <laughs> oh man, I was so envious of this thing. <laughs> I remember when Windows Media was the whole the show. Oh, I remember that like too. The visualizer and XP. everything. Yes. XP. Yeah. And they even had a freaking Media Center edition. Yep, I had the Media Center edition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember that because you got that. And then yep. I got my HP like notebook uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. center built yeah. in yep. I pulled it up on the screen that was my first oh yeah I do, oh, rem- oh, I do remember yeah. that that looks like a Game Boy it does <laughs> Jam 3 Jam P3 Jam P3 Jam P3 yeah. see I remember getting my Rio, Rio. from a Tumwa Target <laughs> Target that's how far back I can remember <laughs> Oh, now I love that thing, and it was really rugged too. But I can—I mean, it was only like maybe twenty-five songs, yep. fifty songs, and you know, it's funny. I'm just going a little bit further in my future. Remember Zune? Yes. Right. Yeah. It okay. was gonna take a round. It was gonna take a round. <laughs> you could squirt songs. Yeah. You could. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Here's the song. There you go, Marcus. Yeah. Check that out. Thanks. <laughs> I think I got some on me. <laughs> um, and then that makes me think back. We were talking about the iPhone. How uh, uh, Steve Ballmer completely yeah. thought it was going to fail, and he turned out being the ass clown. Yeah. He was totally the ass clown. A five hundred dollar phone fully subsidized <laughs> and doesn't do email. It doesn't that do well. email well. Doesn't have a keyboard. But, <laughs> <laughs> but going back to it, we were talking about Front Row. Um, what happened after Flickr was uh, later on. I think Netflix, Instagram, Instagram started on there next. too. Netflix. Yes. When it first started was DVD only. Do you it, remember that? I do. See, I, I remember, I remember when John, I, I did. I tried a trial of it, but of I remember DVDs. John and Sonia being big proponents of Netflix and the yeah. DVD side. They didn't stream anything yeah. at the time, but they would always exchange the DVDs. See, when it first started, though, there was no streaming. No, nope. right? yeah, It nope. was just, just DVD only. Yep. DVDs through the mail. Right. If I remember right, yep. unless I'm yeah. wrong. No, nope. that's how it started. Yeah. yeah. See, I did a trial of it. <laughs> <laughs> because I remember it was just DVDs only, 
And there was no, this was before Redbox. There was no Redbox at the time. No, not that I remember. Um, and yeah. even back then, video stores were a huge thing. Yep, oh, that was yeah. a huge thing. Of Family video, blockbuster, blockbuster Emily right. the Hounds, Emily the Hounds. <laughs> oh, funny you guys! Blockbuster sold. They have ghosts in them. <laughs> 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 but the reason I bring that up is because uh, Netflix is a great example of how. It's changed over time. The landscape yeah. has changed. Right. Because mm-hmm. when it first started, it was just DVDs. And I got to imagine at that time, even when it first started, Blockbuster and Family Video, which is a Midwest kind of mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. Um, video rental. Mm-hmm. Even then, the CEOs must have started thinking, holy shit, holy shit, there's this competitor on the edge. And I'm then rising. when they, fr- they yeah. finally first started to do video on demand or video mm-hmm. streaming mm-hmm. that must have been a huge upset. wake up call yeah yeah it's because like, you kind of have to start seeing at that point i think some of us might have that this is kind of where it's going it's going to a streaming yeah. only sort of platform yeah netflix still does do i think dvds do they? No, they did finally kill I that. Did several, they kill it? They killed it several years ago, but did it they? lasted way longer than you expected. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, kind of imagine DVD rental in the mail in 2016. Yeah. You'd yeah. still think, what the hell? <laughs> what do I stick this in? <laughs> what do I stick this in? <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> and that kind of, it, and it is kind of, you mean, on one hand, you're really excited about the progress of media streaming and right. how I mean any right now you could go on and get any almost any movie you wanted any was, movie yeah any history it's like Spotify you could listen to any song you wanted and on one hand things. you get really happy because you've right. been through this the slow times of dial up and of having to go to yeah. a place to get a DVD yeah and it's like you kind of get kind of sad because you think hey that's a little bit of your childhood that yeah. people it's now a piece going to, that aren't going to understand. They will not relate to it. It's like friggin' like you know, uh, Sony Walkmans or things like that. Yeah. People don't realize that. <laughs> yeah, it's like especially as like kids growing up in like southeastern Iowa, where that wasn't <laughs> as big as a prominence as you could just like pull up a thing and watch it. You know, mm-hmm. our broadband speeds were extremely slow. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, so absolutely. it's not like something that we. <laughs> you know, well, that kind of brings really me expected. up. That kind of brings me up to my next topic is that nostalgic tech mm-hmm. that we loved, and I'll, I'll I'll bring up one example. I'll let you guys pitch into kind of what you think. Mine is actually going to be tied in to media streaming because yeah. before media streaming, I'll paint a picture for you. Mm-hmm. If um, on the radio I hear now fourteen, now that's what they call music volume fourteen. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying that's that. Listen, I'm kids, not saying kids I'm, Bob fourteen. Yeah. Kids Bob kids in. <laughs> I was trying not to say kids Bob. I hate that you both. You want it to be clean. You know, not at the end. It's like non-offensive. <laughs> you know, Anywho. kids singing it. You're not an adult. <laughs> but I, I, I'm a stern believer mm-hmm. that the 2008-2009 mark that went to Sam Goody yeah. to get a CD. What is Sam in- Goody? Explain. <laughs> Explain, please. Okay. I remember, for, it, but people around us may not. For the children on the podcast, <laughs> there yes. was a magical place it was called, called Sam, Sam Goody. Goody. <laughs> and this yeah. was a store where you got to not only buy music, uh-huh. movies, and terrible posters from China. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
You could buy guitars. You could buy guitars. I think, in fact, where I first my guitar came from is Sam (laughs) Goody. Sam, our first surround system. But you could buy it all from Sam Goody. Not only could you buy it, but you could also listen to it. Yeah. (laughs) Before you buy, they have these booths where you could listen to Uh CDs just by scanning them. Yes, that was awesome. (laughs) But the thing is, and my whole point of the whole story is that 2008, 2007, Mark enjoyed. The music more back then when yeah. it was more of an experience. It's Your true, family you drove you in the yeah. mini. Now it's place. a commodity. It's a commodity. If I want to listen to music, I could just, you know, snap my Pull fingers. Pull out your iPhone. Yeah. Pull out your iPhone. Pull it out. <laughs> but that's one of my favorite memories of nostalgic tech. Not optical media. I still hate it till this day. <laughs> but just the fact of having to actually put forth a little bit more effort to listen to the one song of a CD of. 25 tracks yeah just to, I enjoy it way more yeah and I think that's kind of where mm. I kind of enjoy having my old music collection that I've converted to digital <laughs> disclaimer disclaimer full AAC remember audio. on the day when you used to rip CDs into iTunes no uh huh no. <laughs> no no did you buy all your stuff from iTunes <laughs> Of course, I of bought course all my stuff from iTunes. <laughs> and you didn't share CDs with anyone. Whore. Whore. <laughs> Slut dragon. Slut dragon. Slut. I want everyone listening to this podcast to know that I have bought every single media that I have consumed. Movie. Anything. Anything. I never pirated a single track uh-huh. in my life. <laughs> that was my favorite. And it. I hate I hate bringing that up as my favorite nostalgic tech because I wanted to really bring on uh, a product and I might yeah. hear it in just a little bit but that mm. was my favorite nostalgic time for tech was Sam Goody was Sam Goody because was, Sam Goody brought together all the media yeah. to consume because I bought T-shirts from Sam Goody <laughs> I bought videos from Sam Goody I bought music there I bought a friggin' instrument to. Learn the music <laughs> of my favorite artist from Sam. Mostly Day. Green Day. Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's when Carl and Zach was going through that phase. I had a big Green Day face. <laughs> Billy Joe, if you're listening. Emo. <laughs> yes, I was an emo kid. <laughs> and it was Green Day that did it. Yep. It was Green Day that did yep. it. <laughs> but that was my favorite nostalgic tech. And I'll let you guys jump in for... You know what your and it doesn't necessarily have to be a, a favorite product or a favorite uh, phone or laptop because we kind of kind of touched on that. Mm-hmm. But that was my favorite time. Just for I felt I enjoyed the media more yeah. when I had to have an experience an experience around, around the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think the same way. I think uh, going to a place and being able to meet people that it had the same. Yeah. Emotional resonance that you had to a thing like yeah. an album or a movie or any one of those things. And I'm not saying that Apple hasn't tried that Bing mm-hmm. with uh, social uh, media around music Bing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bing. <laughs> Bing. What is this Bing you talk about? Was it Bing or was it Ping? Ping. 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 Apple. That's yes, what Apple. It was. Yes. Apple social network around music that failed. Oh. <laughs> G. And Steve Jobs introduced it. Yes. I. I want to not to take that. That's not our favorite nostalgic tag. <laughs> no. Ping is not our favorite one. <laughs> I tried. I tried, and we thought it would be kind of cool, and it didn't pan out. The Day thing, one, I signed up for it. The yep. thing is with Ping. 
is it shouldn't have been incorporated into iTunes. Like it can be incorporated in the fact that maybe it references back to it, but you're they jammed so much into iTunes, it didn't have a place to run with. Yeah, it just kind of ended up being within the iTunes ecosystem. Which, yeah. in fairness, back in the time was the way you got movies, right. music, all the things. It was like yes, it was like giving a glass of ice water to somebody who was in hell on yeah. PC. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about you guys? Um, is there anything else you guys want to pull up in favorite nostalgic text? Something that really comes to you? If not, we can turn it over to Mr. Hamburg to go to tech and education. Well, I'm trying to think of yeah. something a little bit different. Um, the iPod video. I remember that because I had the Nano. Yep. And then I bought the, the video and I was like, oh my oh god, my god I can watch videos, videos on this iPod. On your iPod. Yeah. Uh, I love that. I loved that, iP- that iPod. Mm-hmm. Just, I think that was really what really got me into Apple too was the iPod first, not just exactly. the iPod. It was yet. me too. Yeah. It wasn't quite old enough. It was only AT&T. Um, I just had a flip phone. Wait, iPod. Is that well, iPod, yes. I had a, my first the one Nano. a shuffle. Yeah. And I got the Nano. That was my first one. Wait, no, I'm confused because Color the iPod display. video, why would you bring up AT&T? That wasn't cellular based, was it? No, no, but I'm just, the, oh, I think the iPhone being a big, right, 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 right. making okay. Apple popular, okay. the iPod was really what brought Apple Back to the brink of death. death. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Now, I didn't have, I think, what was my first iPod? It wasn't a Nano. Oh, God. It might have been... Did you have a Mini? I think I might have. What color was it? What color was it? I'm curious to know. Our friend Tyler had the Mini. Was it the green one? No, no, no. I was wrong. I think so. I didn't have a Mini. My first iPod was an iPod Touch. Oh, was it? It was. My first iPod was an iPod Touch. That's really nostalgic. That That really is. The first touch experience because at the time, AT&T did not cover the area that we lived in. It was a a time that we could first experience the iPhone OS. Yes, in a in a touch screen device that we could all buy without the necessity of AT and D. Right. You know. Yeah. And that oh, was that the was thing. Amazing. I had that yeah. thing for the longest time. I the i the iPod Touch, the gateway. Drug. Yes. The it gateway was a gateway. Oh, it was amazing. Nice. Cover flow. Oh my oh, god. I was thinking about that today. <laughs> and the commercial that came out with, and the Foo Fighters. Oh, the Foo Fighters. <laughs> That's what got me into the Foo Fighters for real. Was a freaking Apple commercial. <laughs> I'm not kidding. But that kind of goes back to owning that your own media with CoverFlow. Now, for everyone that doesn't know, CoverFlow was a feature on old iPod touches and old iPhones. And could, then I when you, landscape When it. you turn the phone into landscape <laughs> yes. mode or vertical, and you could, like, you scroll, could scroll through your album artwork. Now, yeah. let me give... Tap on it and flip around and there were You the could songs. see the track listings, yep. yes. <laughs> now, let me give a little nuisance onto that. Mm, You've seen the bright nuance. side... No, nuisance. Nuisance. No, no okay. nuisance. What? what? Let me, I missed there was it. absolutely I, nothing new nuisance about that. Come on. Experience. You two have words. To miss it. Two words. Fuck you both. <laughs> Album artwork. You have to miss it. What, you just bought everything. Didn't you buy everything from iTunes? Not from me. 
<laughs> and you can alter it I'm if you want to. I'm speaking for the plebeians. Exactly. You can go into show info. Yep. Pick out a new album. Great. Are you going to do that 4,000 times? Well, <laughs> well, most of ours was. Someone is. Zach and I were kind of suckers, and a lot of it was from <laughs> iTunes. It was. <laughs> I find myself nostalgic about logging into my old iTunes account because I no longer use my family's iTunes account. I want to see what Zach Hamburg at 2006 to 8 was really into. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Most, you know? Mostly yeah. Green Day. Maybe Green some Day was the <laughs> shit, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so we talked a little bit about our favorite nostalgic tech, some of our favorite times. Um, now... I want to talk a little bit about tech and education. Now, Mr. Right. Hamburg works yeah. in an undisclosed location yes, I do. in the education field. Uh-huh. Now, um, before we talk about his current experience, mm-hmm. let's go a little bit further back in time. Okay, we're going back. Now, I remember when I was in, I think it was middle school, maybe beginning high school, okay. we had typing class. Yes. Now, yes. I yes. want you to take yourself back to a... Maybe a 100, 200 square foot room with right. about 10, 15 clamshell versions of the iMac. The, the iBook? iBook? No. Or you're talking no, about iMac. iMac. The, the, we had iMacs. Clamshell. It wasn't clamshell. What? That's a laptop. Oh, well, yeah. You're talking about like Bondi. The orange blue, and white. Yes, the orange, green. the blue, the green. Right. The iMac, that's what kind of also brought Apple back too, a little bit. But yeah, that but was not as so as the iPod. Not as much as, as big but as But it the brought iPod. the Mac into a stage in which it could bring back yep. the glorious revolution of the Mac. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Where Steve Jobs brought um, Johnny Ive out of the closet, out of the closet yeah. of Apple, <laughs> oh, where he wasn't. Oh, for everyone on the podcast, we're not saying that Johnny Ive is homosexual. homosexual although there would be nothing wrong. With Just that. that his talent was not realized, and when Steve no. Jobs came back to Apple, he brought him out, and the iMac was the first product. Not to mention Data Rams, guys. Yes, he was the inspiration of Johnny Ive to bring yep. back the glory of apple as of today yep right but bringing you back to it those <laughs> back old, to education back to the education yeah is that that was my first experience with an imac in the education setting that we were using those for a typing class right now i remember that mm-hmm. too i was in a room of crookshank full of imacs crookshank <laughs> yeah we were in a room full of imacs they were in a u-shape all yeah. around they're probably orange, probably blue. Those yeah. the Especially ones orange, because Van Buren, one of their colors, orange yep. and black. They had a lot of orange colors. Disclaimer, ones. that's the school we went to. <laughs> Van Buren represent! <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Exontact is brought to you <laughs> by <laughs> Jenna Tonic. <laughs> that's what I'm drinking right now, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> okay, so that was my first, a lot of our first experience of iMac in education. Now, Zach, yes, why don't sir. you fill in the gap between that moment in history yes. with the most current in your experience? Okay, well, when I was brought on board to a, a school district called Winfield Mount Union. Yeah, a maybe school I in Winfield, Iowa, of all places, who decided to hire me <laughs> as a man to overlook the the deployance of technology. The technology the stuff. <laughs> yes. 
I am the king. <laughs> and yeah, um, he ever be so humble. <laughs> <laughs> well, humble is a thing that I work into my everyday life that I'm not quite sure how it all works out, but I try. Now the point is, is that I was hired by the Winfield Night Union Community School District in the year 2011. Right. That was a, a great time because Apple had received a resurgence of technology wealth. They had brought upon the iPhone. They had brought upon many things. But my job was to develop a one-to-one -one program where mm -hmm. students could use devices to... Um, one laptop per student. Yes. Oh, the one, one. one learning laptop per student experience right their learning experience was dependent upon what i selected as <laughs> a as a uh, a, a, a tasteful purveyor of technology <laughs> me being a technology person meant that i had a lot of <clears throat> technology dictator <laughs> <laughs> i think it's called tectator yes <laughs> tectator yes they came to me and they said zach what do you think would be a good usage of our dollars and resources mm -hmm. to invest into our students to bring about a great technology change mm -hmm. in our district? And I said, well, as an Apple person, I thought <laughs> that Apple was the best company mm -hmm. in the entire industry to provide that change. Why did you think that? I thought that because of their their whole mind shift around creativity. Right. Creativity. The bicycle as a mind. As, uh, as and I quoted the that. Is what is the bicycle of the mind. Of the mind. And I quoted that exact line <laughs> in the interview that I awesome. gave <laughs> to Winfield Mountain Unicornist Community School District at the time. I said, they said, what do you think is a great quote and i said technology is the bicycle for the mind and i said that that was the way to move this entire school district forward mm -hmm. in 2011 right. march 2011 at the time if you guys don't remember this we were standing in line at the ipad event. two event yep. in this city mm -hmm. des moines, des moines iowa, iowa. <laughs> where we Picked up our iPad 2s. Now, see, I want... And that's where I got the job. On the record, <laughs> I... For that job. I stood in line for that iPad. I did not buy that iPad. I just stood there in for line the experience. with these two. <laughs> just for the experience. Those were the days when you waited in line for a new app. Maybe that would have been a nice moment in nostalgic tech. Waiting in line for an Apple product. Yep. Yeah, that would have been a good moment. <laughs> it was an amazing moment. Well, maybe I we, can't believe maybe we, we three can, experienced that together. We can talk more about that. I think that would be a good topic for next week. Yep. Mm -hmm. Waiting in line for an Apple product. So now, let me get back to um, the, your one-to-one -one program. Right. Here's my one question yes, for, sir. The for the technology in education setting. Yes. Do you think... That yes. given the common resources that the the children that are in the education program, yes. do you think it's being properly utilized? Do you think it could be done better? I think we could do better. Honestly, I think that we kind of gave them gaming devices to put in their hands. <laughs> and we gave them a personal arcade and said, you could play arcade games all day. 
And I thought, you know, well, uh, we could do better. We could right. do immensely greater things. We started kind of down the tread of the trail of creating things that were content creation, such as like iMovies, mm -hmm. things like that, where students could like per like tell us what they have learned in their classes. You yeah. know what I'm saying? See, I would rather see content creation than like say games. Now, not that I would be any wrong with that. I mean, if I was a child, I would you know like to play video yes. games. But yes. I mean, uh, you know, later on, I think that a lot of like video editing and things of the sort would be yes. nice to see iMovie was a great tool. I think you mispronounced Windows Movie Maker. Uh, <laughs> I disagree with that statement. <laughs> I'm a little offended that you asked. And going back to that, I think a little bit of I didn't ask. With, with the teachers. <laughs> yes. Maybe kind of pushing the curriculum, keeping students on task. See, that's the thing. And yeah. I, the devices are great. You had to have curriculum around it. And there are going to be students who are going to just use it for gaming. A lot of yeah. them did in our college. The big thing was the land parties. But Do you're you going to have that? certain students. I had a graduation land party. Like Zach and I, <laughs> I where the computer is more of a bicycle for the mind, where we it's saw the power of it. It's a tool, not just a gaming fun machine. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> See, I feel like I'm on the cusp of the two balances because on one of the the three on this podcast, I do have more of an inclination towards gaming. Less so See, now than I did before. I enjoy mobile gaming. It's just a little like in and out kind of experience yeah. the world of the digital world. But you're, you're, you're that way now. Yes. I don't think you were that way in high school. Oh, I never really played games. Because there really wasn't any mobile just, games. There were just like the little shiny gems. The uh, uh, Super Monkey Ball. Ball. Yes. Yeah. yes, that came out. The, 2000. The little flagships. What was that? 8? 2008. 2008. 2008. Yes, yeah. when the App Store went <laughs> live. <laughs> yeah. We all waited. There's a picture of Carl and I waiting in his room. We got the iOS update. Mm -hmm. I don't remember which one it was, but we could freaking ask this the I app store. Yep. We had to pay for them in the iPod did. Twenty dollars yeah. update. Yep. And then it went yes. to fifteen and then to zero. Yes. <laughs> I See I remember that because even if you go back into your old purchases of iTunes, you can go back that far. Yep. And you can yes. see when yep. you bought it. Yes. Yeah, yep. yeah. And I can relive my like nostalgia through app store purchases but the thing is and what the point i was trying to create was that with gaming for this generation is mm -hmm. vastly different it is yeah within the, in the education setting yeah well and and more to bring it back to the point of where you were bringing in education is that it's constantly around with these kids so i think if yeah. there was a way that they could bring it back into an education setting, that would be great. Yeah. Because, I mean, For game example. developers are a thing. Um, you And even with... Well, and then what you're talking about earlier, when you're talking about creating content, yes. a lot of these kids can create content around gaming. Right. So that would be a great way to explore the, not only playing a game, sure, that's mm -hmm. a, a factor of it, mm -hmm. but what about the other factors? What about... Um, Adobe After Effects Studio yes. bring a whole class around just rendering software right yeah you're not wrong there you think um, people would want to take control of their own 
destiny and create things. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's um, come down to a point where uh, you can create anything you virtually want yeah. with technology. You can create a podcast as we're doing now. You can create a YouTube channel. You could do any number of things that are great. Well, and just to just get more, like even say, um, okay, kids, uh, you want to start your own YouTube channel. Yes. Um, here's how you're going to Photoshop your thumbnail. Yeah. Yeah, you could absolutely and then, do that. And then kids are like, well, I guess I never thought about that. Right. Because you know? they need to get into the, the, the mindset of creation versus mm-hmm. consumption. Yeah. That is the, well, the key. That's, that's the obstacle facing education today. Mm-hmm. Yes, you say, in the in the technology, because many people don't think that. Wow, I've been handed this amazing tool where I can create anything that I really wanted in my heart. I can create a YouTube video. I can create an, a podcast. I can a website. A website, a website as we did. <laughs> that is how we started. We saw the computer as a tool to create. And that's how we decided to start Xan. That was our, our idea. We could do anything because this tool allowed us to do that. Yeah. That is the whole idea that we, when we saw in a computer. We could do anything, right? Because yeah. like, you could create and reach beyond the bounds yeah. of an entire city, a country, a state, a county, yeah. whatever. Beyond the you internet, you're worldwide. You're accessible yeah. worldwide. Yeah. So I guess to tie into our next subject, um, when uh, you talked about having kids uh, use the technology that you supplied them with uh-huh. in ways of, of gaming, mm-hmm. how would you not necessarily encrypt... Um, and prevent against that, but how would you maintain um, keeping it more towards an educational setting? How would you yes. um, limit that? Because I feel like that would be a great way of how we go into um, just talking about the merits of iPhone encryption later on right. in the next subject. I think privacy is a great deal. Yeah. Privacy is something that we should all expect and not be um, a product a basic human of. Right. Yes. Yeah. I think that everyone is entitled to their pri- their privacy. Everyone should expect a level of privacy. Um, and especially of um, something I saw recently in a 9to5 Mac uh, article was saying that um, people, um, you know, the, the whole FBI versus Apple whole debate where they uh, should expect to a certain level of privacy. And they said that the FBI should uh, be the absolute authority on that. And I said, no. Mm -hmm. I said that you should expect a level of privacy in digital lives, right? Right. Because uh, that's something to be expected. Um, Apple has designed a whole ecosystem around privacy, a way that no one else in the industry has expected. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, but it's a selling feature of Apple products that they care about your privacy versus yes. Google, Facebook. They take your personal info and they sell it to make ads. You are the product. Yes, your information it's generates sold. money for them. Yes, whereas Apple sells products. You buy their products. Mm-hmm. They don't sell your information to yes. third parties and advertisers. And I can I can see how it would split a lot of people down the road because on one hand you do want to help 
the justice system, you do want to see terrorists do as well. Right. I mean, on the other hand, you buy a product if they can do that to someone else. What's stopping them to doing it from someone else down the road? If you allow a backdoor into Apple's operating system for terrorists. Then mm-hmm. that allows a backdoor for hackers to exploit, yeah. for any exactly. regular citizen or a politician. They could hack into the president's um, phone and find information, which yeah. is a little bit of a problem because he uses a personal device. <laughs> and not one that's used by the government. But when you allow a backdoor for government, you're Sign opening me up for that, Blue. a door for <laughs> hackers. <laughs> you encrypt yes. end-to-end... It means even Apple can't get into it, which is which I think is case. smart on a business end. Yep. Yeah. yeah, because if you don't have the information, you can't get the information exactly. to the authorities. And you know I'm also thinking about uh, rogue nations or uh, surveillance systems like China, Russia, yes. that want access to your system. Innocent people, journalists that are reporting truth and things like that. Yes. And that government says, I want Mark Smith's iPhone encryption key so I can check who he's been texting. You can yeah. have it. <laughs> <laughs> Over Alexa's dead body. <laughs> Alexa, you want to come in? You want to come talk to us? Nothing. <laughs> For the record, this is Alexa, our friend Alexa. She's a great woman. <laughs> Uh, we did apologize for anyone who owns a uh, Amazon product. Oh, we've, just, we've just triggered all of your devices. <laughs> hey, dingus. Hey, dingus. As listeners of the talk show of John Gruber would know, you say hey, dingus. Hey, dingus. You don't activate devices. <laughs> yeah. We're referring to a smart assistant. Yeah. So we went over merits of iPhone encryption. Uh-huh. Um, the think- last thing I kind of wanted to talk about was the podcasting in general this is our third podcast the first right. one we did yeah was almost two years ago we did one last week um yeah i am we've revived very this excited yes to, to announce that over the next couple of weeks we'll have fourth fifth and sixth um, yes and more hopefully yeah yeah yeah, yeah there will not be a ceaseless end and we will keep going we'll keep going that is the point of this and we are going to keep telling you the truth that you need to know <laughs> that's our tag yep. i love it i love it um so uh i would like to see over the next couple months maybe even the next year um just a slight bump in quality and not, yes, necess- not necessarily content-wise, I think that we're doing a really good job there. We're doing a great with, job. With coming up with different topics and even with blending them into the next yeah. um, the next subject, which is nice. Yeah. I'm just uh, necessarily uh, – this podcast is, yeah. is uh, done on a Yeti microphone. As of right now, we're seeing a front of a Yeti microphone that's plugged into my iPad Pro yes. that is recording this whole thing over an app using Ferrite. Now, I feel that um, we can do a pretty good job about that. We, yeah. can, um, we can give you a pretty great level of quality of content over this system. So Yeah, and so that's yeah. just kind of what We're you would expect room. from season one going forward, just to see a slight bump in audio quality. Mm-hmm. That, I think, would be a good yep. 
We're okay, trying out some different products, list. seeing yeah. how they work. We won't be able to use this method very often because we're not usually in the same physical location yeah, at the same time. Yeah, which we are today. Yeah, mostly are because of Mr. Birchett yeah. and Mr. Hamburg <laughs> neglecting well, to move up to the state capital. Marcus, <laughs> you know what? I have a soft spot for Des Moines. I would love to live in Des Moines. <laughs> He's going uh, here. To. Right, right, right. Apple, Next week. all places, is going to have a place in Des Moines. <laughs> and I would love nothing more than to have an application yeah. and be, you know, approved of living <laughs> in the city. I love Des Moines. It's a great town. Okay, well, look forward in the next couple of podcasts to Zach's application. To, uh, yeah. We'll keep checking back in <laughs> yeah. constantly. I'm looking at Apple.com. Cease- ceaselessly. A lot of times, I'm checking Apple.com right now. <laughs> at the what do you call it what is that center what is the name of the town Waukee Waukee yep exactly <laughs> they are having a town in Waukee that is in the suburb of Des Moines in which I would love to have a job with Apple <laughs> I love Apple <laughs> but let's yeah we're getting meta here talking about podcasting that's uh-huh. true so right now we're in the same physical location using a Yeti microphone with Zach's iPad Pro using yes. an app called Ferrite. Ferrite. Tell yes. us a little bit more. Uh, in the past, though, we've been remote in different mm-hmm. locations mm-hmm. using uh, an app called Discord yes. to kind of bring us together where we can video and connect our audio connections into one um, what, interface. Seamless connection, I would yep. call it. Yeah. Uh, via either the Mac or an iOS device. Yep. Yeah, it enables us to be together if we're not in the same room. One thing I might like to see is that going on a couple months when we go back to Discord in the next few weeks is yeah. that maybe one, two, or all of us adopt maybe an iOS microphone or a MacBook mm-hmm. microphone. Mm-hmm. Maybe not you know top of the line, but right. something to kind of elevate us up. Yes. The auto quality, just a yes. little bit more. Yeah, you may notice in the previous episode that we had some audio issues. Yes. But I think it's mostly you know, connectivity. I really think right? Discord is a really nice app. It's just you do have to have a good internet connection. Yeah. I think I sounded the best on that podcast when I have a 200 meg internet connection. (laughs) (laughs) This velvety voice (laughs) meant for radio, (laughs) a face for radio. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, that's kind of what we've been going. Tell us a little bit more, Zach, about using an iPad to not just create, Mm because we kind of talked about that Mm -hmm. a little bit. But to edit the podcast in post. Okay, well, the last time I did the podcast, I used an app called GarageBand, which comes standard on every I remember Mac. that. <laughs> now, everyone who buys a Mac will get GarageBand, and you can do amazing things with it. But I feel, as a uh, person that wants to move slightly beyond the Mac, you know what I'm saying? You could use an app called Fairwright. An app called Ferrite, uh, you can search for the App Store. It allows you to do amazing things. You can add uh, chapters to a podcast. You can do amazing uh, little bits that you may not have realized you could do on an iOS device. The iPad, I think, has been let loose since the iPhone um, 13. If you could let them uh, separate and have the iPhone OS and the iPad OS, you could do amazing things with an iPad. Um, I'm not the only one that thinks this. If you look up Snazzy Labs, 
on YouTube, right. you could find out that he thinks the same thing. He thinks that the iPad could be broken loose of its creative boundaries. He thinks that the iPad could be a tool for creation as opposed to a tool of, uh, you know, um, consumption. And that's the thing. I think you could really let the iPad free. I think you could do amazing things with right. it. Right. So, um, as of right now, we are sitting in a room in Des Moines, Iowa, recording this podcast on Fairlight using a Yeti mm-hmm. connect to an iPad Pro. And I think it'll be interesting to see in future seasons how it changes. Because, I mean, I would love to see us continue with this model and not necessarily saying that later on it changes, but it's interesting to see that if we look back on season one say, hey... That was a great model. Yes. I'd like to see how you know we change. We could improve or continue upon that model. Right? So you're right. thinking of using Ferrite even when we're in remote locations, so we'll record with Discord, but you'll pull the audio into Ferrite to edit? Well here's the thing about uh, Discord is that you have a thing called Craig. Craig is your best friend when it comes to podcasting. Craig can record all the audio from all the people you have in your conversation to so say and what is Craig uh, Craig is a bot Craig can uh, record audio from you Mr. Burchett from you Marcus <laughs> yeah. from me and we can all talk together over discord channel in 94 kilobits per second using the free edition <laughs> I might add because that is the free tier and we could go above that but I have chosen to use the free tier pretty good. Yeah. now yeah. you see Craig he can record all of our tracks independently. all at once, mm-hmm. independently. And we can add all these tracks into GarageBand. We can add all these tracks into Ferrite. Mm-hmm. And we can just sync them up and we can produce a great quality podcast. Yeah. I did, right. did want to ask you before, can you actually separate those tracks into different voice Yes, there are three yeah. separate voice files. Yeah, really? yeah that's Craig, a great thing. Each person is recorded separately. Wow, yeah. that's kind of neat. Yeah. yeah. See, I can get your. So you can change audio. the level independently. Thank each God. Right. I can get. If you guys go back to episode one, you could just. I am way up louder. here. You guys are just <laughs> yeah. So see, that's why we're sitting here in this room recording over a Yeti microphone because yeah. we think that nothing is better than actually being. You know, in person, recording this audio. But if we can't be together, we're gonna find Craig the best method using that. Is the yeah. best way to do that. Yeah. We really feel that. Yeah. We think that we can record a great quality podcast using that. So, you know, yeah. we think that uh, um, anyone out there who wants to record a podcast, please try Discord. <laughs> we think that it is great. Yeah. I mean, we can record, we can put all of our uh, notes in there. We can do yep. um, live chat at the live same chat. time. Yep. Yeah. I agree. We think that Discord can be your platform. Yeah. And I don't argue with that. I think that uh, we can all three meet together and we can record a great quality podcast. So I'm excited to see how it evolves yep, over, over time. time. Yep. Yeah, because yeah, right now we're not expecting a whole lot. We're expecting just to, uh, I, you know. I am expecting a whole lot. Oh, right. <laughs> well, we're trying. We are trying, guys. We're doing great. Yeah, we are trying. See, this is the thing. 
we tried. We started at a very bar minimum, and we wanted to get to left aggressively getting better than we could before. And that's where we're at right now. Yep. We want to try to get better at podcasting than we are at the current moment. So um, we are. Couldn't have said it any better myself. Yeah. Damn. So uh, everyone, that's our Zancast. Tune in next time to hear from Bailey. Hello. I'll uh, talk to you guys later. You can catch me on the Twitter. Is that Bailey Burchett? And that's me, Zach Hamburg at Zach Hamburg. On Twitter, search for me. I'm pretty much there anywhere. If you want to look for me up on the web, I'm Zach.Hamburg because, you know, that's a domain name. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Marcus, our friend. Yes, thank you. Um, Thanks for joining in. Um, You can reach me on Twitter at Smithitious because my name is too generic for a first name, last name. (laughs) Um, Yeah, thanks, guys.